Hi everyone, welcome to OCBC Insights, our podcast discussing the latest economic trends and developments. My name is Izian, an analyst from OCBC's credit research team. Traditionally, REITs in Singapore were demarcated by the type of properties they hold, namely commercial office, retail, industrial, and hospitality assets, and marketed as such to investors. For example, an investor bullish over the underlying physical market for commercial offices in the next 24 months may buy into an office REIT and at the same time be underweight retail REITs and vice versa. In our Singapore Credit Outlook for 2020 that was published at the beginning of the year, we explored the trend of Singapore REITs becoming more diversified. An earlier mergers and acquisition wave saw REITs going abroad to buy assets, although they were still targeting assets within their historical property types. Though this had morphed into a second mergers and acquisitions wave of REITs chasing scale by diversifying into properties that is outside their historical focus. For example, we saw Maple Tree Industrials buying data centers in the USA, OUE Commercial REIT merging with its sister REIT, OUE Hospitality Trust, and a convergence of shopping malls and office space within the same REITs. In a nutshell, REITs have become less differentiated by property type, but more differentiated by scale, where dividend yield of large REITs have converged, even though risk premiums across different property types in the underlying physical market should differ. We think the COVID-19 outbreak has led investors to reconsider the importance of the underlying physical asset market. While the outbreak is expected to hit all kinds of properties, different properties are expected to react differently. Many have asked us which REIT sector do we see as resilient during such times, and in our view, industrial REITs have income streams that are relatively more resilient versus other REITs, at least in the short term. Specific industrial REIT performance, though, would differ, given the divergence of property subtypes within the REIT portfolios. We'll spend some time focusing on industrial REITs today. The industrial REIT sector collectively has 2.8 billion of bonds and perpetuals outstanding. 45% of these are issued by Ascendus REIT, the largest industrial REIT listed in Singapore, while other main issuers are Maple Tree Industrial and Maple Tree Logistics. Industrial REITs all hold properties which are zoned for industrial usage. In Singapore, this means a broad range of property subtypes, including business and science park buildings, which in our view are office-like properties catering to knowledge-intensive industries and R&D centres sitting on industrial zone land that is outside the central business district. Logistics assets such as warehouses, factories including factories that can house multiple users and standalone single users, high specification buildings which are typically vertical campuses, and increasingly data centers. While well, there's many different kind of terms and various users for the different properties, we really see the universe as three buckets. The first one being office-like industrial properties, which is driven by similar drivers to the commercial office market in our view, and second one being factories and warehouses where activity carried out can only be done in those properties, and thirdly, data centers, which are critical infrastructure. We see the second bucket and third bucket as more resilient in this environment. 
Unlike hospitality REITs which are in the eye of the storm, and retail REITs where many tenants were deemed as non-essential with a sharp decline in shopping mall footfalls, the negative impact to industrial property space would be from supply chain disruptions and second-order effects such as tenants facing decline in end-consumer demand for their products and services. In our view, tenants tend to be more sticky with industrial properties as there is a higher switching cost and decisions to move out of factory and warehouse operations are not taken lightly unless in the event of a business failure. Additionally, businesses which are deemed as essential, for example, warehouses stocking essential goods actually saw transaction activity increase and data centers continue operating. On the 30th of April, our chief economist Selena Ling published a report on the latest business expectation surveys which provided a glimpse into how firms are faring under the circuit breaker period. While business expectations among manufacturers have declined, unsurprisingly, it was marginally less dire versus services on an overall basis. At the same time, 66% of manufacturers are still planning to invest in capex plant and machinery in the next 12 months. While we sound upbeat over the industrial property space, there are a few areas which we see as higher risk than others. Firstly, with a recession looming, we think industrial properties catering to small and medium enterprises could find occupancies falling faster. This is less of a problem for Ascenders REIT and Maple Tree Logistics Trust, although it could be an issue with Maple Tree Industrials, given that sizable tenant base are located in its flatted factories. Secondly, even before the outbreak of COVID-19, the industrial space sector was set to see supply coming back as an issue for 2020 with 2.2 million square meters of supply expected to complete this year versus an average demand of industrial space in the past three years of about a million. And this could dampen an already challenging leasing environment. Over the longer term, structural changes may come to the office space and therefore business and science parks as well in our view, as companies require less physical space for their knowledge-based workers who can really work from anywhere in today's given the technology that is enabling this. Finally, a second wave of the virus or the re-emergence of tensions between the US and China could hit GDP worse than currently expected and dragging the manufacturing and logistics sector. Weighing up the possible risks against our more upbeat outlook over industrial REITs relative to other REITs sector, we have largely kept the issuer profiles under our coverage for industrial REITs the same, and in fact upgraded the issuer profile of Maple Tree Logistics Trust to Neutral 3 from Neutral 4 last Thursday. In our view, the REIT's counterparty credit risk to its single largest tenant CWT, a major Singapore-based third-party logistics company, has become more manageable. While Maple Tree Logistics Trust's aggregate leverage is on the high side, we think this penalty will reduce over time as we expect other REITs to drift the aggregate leverage higher with the MAS recent change to the aggregate leverage cap as covered by my colleague Zichi in her podcast two weeks ago. We hope you found this podcast useful and we will continue updating listeners with our views on topical issues concerning both markets and issuers under our coverage. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.